Hello friends, welcome to Beyond the News. I'm your host Jim Grant, taking you through a variety of subjects from around the world and across the political spectrum, from the right of the Daily Mail to the left of the Guardian, from Fox to CNN. We're going to be covering a wide spectrum. It's going to sound something like out of a Marvel Universe episode tonight because we've got things about the vaccine, France experimenting with super soldiers like Captain America. There's an Israeli someone that's claimed that Trump knows something about aliens. We've got the mysterious monolith floating around all over the place, appearing and disappearing. So lots of interesting things on today's show. But let's start with a document for, well, online document from the government's own website itself, gov.co.uk. And if you click all the links will be on Beyond the News. They're already on the Facebook site and the Parlour site. Parlour has no spaces with Beyond the News. Go to see them yourself. But there'll also be the top three links will be on the Spotify uh, podcast page and everything like that. So you can just copy and paste them. So this one will be on there because I think this is quite important. This is a link to the government's own um, information for healthcare professionals on Pfizer slash BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine updated on the 10th of December, which is also the date that I'm, well, one day after I'm recording that. I'm recording this on Friday the 4th, uh, sorry, the 11th of December. Sorry, I'll get confused. Uh, last Friday. Anyway, let's get on with it. All right. Let's scroll down to four point and you can, if when you screen um, when you click on the page you'll be able to see a variety of PDF documents if you click on the first one at the top there that's what I'm reading for and this is 4.5 interaction with other medicinal products and other forms of interaction no interactive studies have been performed concomitant administration of COVID mRNA vaccine BN21 62b2 with other vaccine has not been studied see section 5.1 do not mix covid mrna vaccine bnt162 b2 with other vaccine slash products in the same syringe so it often refers to it the the b number sounds like an eastbourne postcode actually but i'll just refer to it as the vaccine from here on in for all such things so 4.6 fertility pregnancy and lactation there are no or limited amount of data from the use of covid-19 mrna vaccine b blah 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 animal reproductive toxicity studies have not been completed uh, and is not and the vaccine is not recommended during pregnancy for women of childbearing age pregnancy should be excluded before vaccination in addition women of childbearing age should be advised to avoid pregnancy for at least two months after their second dose breastfeeding it is unknown whether covid mrna vaccine b eastbourne postcode is excreted in human milk a risk to newborns slash infants cannot be excluded covid19 vaccine should not be used during breastfeeding and here's the one that's uh, caught my eye it is unknown whether COVID-19 mRNA vaccine has an impact on fertility. So I've got no medical qualifications, got no qualifications of any kind apart from some A-levels. But also you don't need to have one MasterChef to know when you've burnt your dinner. So 
I'm not saying that it's going to cause this, that, the other, anything like that, but we've had no studies done on fertility, or at least that's what it says. It is unknown whether it has an impact on fertility, which means it is unknown whether it has an impact on sterilisation. You can swap those two words. But that's all I wanted to bring to you. I'm going to let you make up your own minds. The document's there. I'm just reading for the first PDF file, but there are four of them, I believe, there. So go and read up for yourself about what exactly it is. Um, yeah, and it's got all sorts of interesting numbers and other such things there. Feel free to read them for yourself. But I just wanted to highlight thing. We do not know its impact on fertility. Moving on. This is from The Guardian. Kate Hodel. Wednesday 9th of December 2020. And it's also got in there. Global development is supported by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Just there on the side. So uh, that's always handy to know. That's the most important thing in any document, isn't it, really? Is who funded it. Whether it be a piece of journalism or a government document or a scientific journal. Government document or it'll be the government that funds it. Well, let's hope so. But you always get lobbyists and you always get private partnerships and all things like that. So always important to keep an open mind and find out who funds things. But this uh, headline is something I happen to uh, agree with here. It reads... COVID used as pretext to curtail civil rights around the world, finds report. Ah, oh, that's interesting for the report to find that. Or you could just look outside your window or go down to the shops uh, in certain countries and they'll be, why are you leaving your house? Have you texted to leave your house? I mean, we've covered articles around from that from different countries. Is it Greece that requires you to text to leave the house? Go and see the previous episodes of Beyond the News. On the Spotify page, you can see them for yourself. So free speech, LBGT plus rights and freedoms to peacefully assemble have deteriorated during the pandemic. Well, yeah, everyone's free speech and rights to protest have been impacted upon. Apart from some of the BLM stuff, didn't the police take the knee there? But uh, if you're certainly against the lockdown, go and see the Beyond the News pages on Facebook and Parler to see, at least in the UK, how the police have been dealing with that. The state of civil liberties around the world is bleak, according to a new study which found that 87% of the global population were living in nations deemed closed, repressed or obstructed. Also important to remember that now we're living in that phase where a lot of it is down to cases, and these cases are down to the PCR tests, and go and listen to the previous episodes, but especially last episode, episode 21, in which I break down that article from RT, which in turn breaks down the Portuguese court judgment. The figure is a 4% increase on last year's, as civil rights were found to have deteriorated in almost every country in the world during COVID-19. The figure is only a 4% increase on last year's. That's surprising. I thought it would be... So what's that? 83% of the global population were living in nations deemed closed, repressed or obstructed? That's an interesting number. I shall continue with the article. A number of governments have used the pandemic as an excuse to curtail rights such as free speech, peaceful assembly and freedom of association. According to Civicacus Monitor, or perhaps someone else pronounces it differently, an alliance of civil society groups which assessed 196 countries. I think that's the number of countries in the world, isn't it? I could be wrong then. 
by using methods such as detention of protesters, excessive use of force, censorship, attacks on journalists and harassment and intimidation of human rights defenders, many governments have used COVID-19 to introduce or implement additional restrictions on civil freedoms, the report said. Yep, and that's as much as I need to go there. I think anyone, well, everyone would agree that that's what's happened. It's just that there's probably about half the people that go, oh, I love it. I think it's a great idea. I'm living in fear of a virus that with a 99.9% survival rate. Anyway, moving on. Here we go. It's like something out of the Marvel Universe here or pretty much any other sci-fi thing that if it runs for a series long enough, they usually do an episode with this sort of stuff. X-Files, Heroes, um, all sorts. Universal Soldier, the movies, of course. France given green light for bionic soldiers. So it always worked out so well in all those films, didn't it? The French, the French army has been given the go-ahead to develop bionic soldiers resistant to pain and stress and endowed with extra brain power thanks to microchip implants. This is from the Times, by the way. Adam Sage on Wednesday the 9th of December. It's not a script from Hollywood. The approval came from the Ethical Committee of the Armed Forces Ministry, which said in a report that France needed to keep up with countries that are already working to produce super soldiers. Yep, they've got some uh, weirdos and some mutants. We need ours as well. The, uh, the age-old excuse, isn't it? They're doing evil, so we need to do evil too, so we can prevent them from doing so much evil, because we're the good guys. The committee gave details of some lines of research, including pills to troop to keep troops awake for long periods and surgery to improve hearing. Other areas in the field of study involve implants which release anti-stress substances or improve cerebral capacity. <laughs> what was it, the um, Deep Space Nine, Star Trek? The old Ketrazel White. Get them chemically addicted to stuff and then you've got a loyal uh, army forever, haven't you? Release anti-stress substances. Yeah. So, oh, all right, that's going to end well, clearly. Daily Mail, Natalie Rahal, 8th of December, the US health editor. Four trial volunteers who got Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine, that's the one I was reading about earlier, developed Bell's palsy, but FDA denies that the temporary facial paralysis was caused by the shot. Four people who received five. Pfizer's coronavirus vaccine in its clinical trial developed Bell's palsy, a form of temporary facial paralysis. The alarming but rare side effect was revealed in the release of detailed data from the FDA ahead of its Thursday meeting when regulators will vote on approval. This is, I think that's the one that the, they've already started rolling out around the UK, isn't it? FDI, FDA scientists ruled the side effect was not likely caused by the shot, but said they would likely recommend that Pfizer closely monitor recipients for palsy. Bell's palsy can happen to anyone at any time and its cause is unknown, though viral respiratory infections are considered a risk factor. I think that's what's being injected into people, isn't it, for the vaccine? That's part of it, isn't it, to build immunity to the virus, give them a bit of the virus? Anyway, what do I know? Only one inactivated, inactivated flu shot. It says the word twice. I'm not... I honestly... Do not know whether that's a typo or or it's a medical term. I have no idea. Was this is why you shouldn't take any of my, my advice on anything. I'm just here for you to bring the articles to you so you can do your own research, read in more depth for yourself, make up your own conclusions, think for yourself, make up your own mind. That's what we advocate here. 
Flu shot was found to cause the serious side effect in 2001 and was quickly taken off the market. I'll just read the headlines on that one. Uh, Evening Standard here. This is a UK thing from two days ago. So this will be on the 9th by Luke O'Reilly. Again, like I mentioned for the Evening Standard, let's read out the headline for you. Warning after two NHS workers have allergic reaction to Pfizer-BioNTech COVID vaccine. The UK's drug regulator says anyone with a history of significant allergic reactions to food, medicine or vaccines should not currently receive the jab. That's So that's only out for two days and they've given that ruling. Shouldn't you have um, picked something like that up in a thorough study? Just a thought, wouldn't you? People with a history of life-threatening allergic reactions to a vaccine or food should not get the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID vaccine, the head of the UK's medicine regulator has warned after two NHS workers who received the jab had adverse reactions. They've put the word adverse in quotes there. NHS England confirmed that two staff members who were administered doses on Tuesday on the first day of the mass vaccination programme suffered an allergic reaction. Both staff members have a significant history of allergic reactions to the extent where they need to carry an adrenaline auto-injector with them, it is understood. They develop symptoms of anaphylactoid reaction shortly after receiving the vaccine, but both recovered after the appropriate treatment. As is common with new vaccines, uh, Professor Stephen Powis, National Medical Director for the NHS in England, said the MR. MHRA have advised on a precautionary basis that people with significant history of allergic reactions do not receive this vaccination after two people with a history of significant allergic reaction responded adversely yesterday. Both are recovering well. Moving on. Another thing with the the numbers and the cases. By the way, I'm not one of the people out there that thinks there is no virus and it's all a numbers trick, but I do think that uh, this article that I'm about to read up is very significant and I would like to know people's responses as to why this is unless they're being rolled into the COVID cases. So this is from Friday the 4th of December. Flu cases down 90% giving hope NHS could dodge winter crisis. That's metro.co.uk. So I suppose someone could say to me that Well, all the lockdowns and social distancing and all that kind of stuff is why the flu things are down 90%. I buy that for some of it, but I don't buy it for all, I'm afraid. Not 90%. I just don't see that. Fears the NHS will be overwhelmed this winter are lessening as figures show both flu and coronavirus infection rates are falling. The number of cases of the influenza virus is at its lowest level in years with reports of symptoms of the illness 10 times below last year's figures. Yeah, I don't buy that. Not, not, not 10 times. But again, you make up your own mind. I think a lot of the flu cases are now being reported as COVID. I do know, well, I've seen people on Facebook say that they've got COVID and it's just a mild flu-y kind of thing, which sounds pretty much like a mild flu-y kind of thing, rather than Certainly doesn't seem something that you should destroy an entire economy over, but I've never asked them, did they test positive? 
because really at this point with those PC artists, what does that result matter? You really need to know the cycle rate of it being used. Anything above 35 is, a, in the words of Anthony Fauci, not particularly useful. So just some things to consider there, a little stat for you. So our next article here will be, a, it's an aliens one, and I'm not really in the, I don't really do the whole uh, aliens thing. If I was going to, numerous examples of military budgets and going missing and black ops, I think, didn't they come out and say billions were missing the day before 9-11 happened or something like that? But anyway, if I have seen a UFO. There's no way I can explain its um, aerial pattern and its flight manoeuvres and stuff using conventional aircraft. And I've had a lot of people go, it's a UFO, and I've gone, no, 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 it's not displaying any signs of any non-conventional aircraft. We've got stuff that could do that. I have seen one that, that I have no explanation for, but if I was to put money on it being aliens or um, mi human military, showing the results of where billions of things have gone and, you know, 27 quid for a screw and 300 quid for a hammer there in the budget's passed through and all that kind of stuff, culminating. that would be my number one bet what I saw was launched from Earth and manned by a man and all woman. And there's also something else that I always have to say about UFOs is that I clearly think that they want to be seen. The one that I saw wanted to be seen. So, and, and if you can fly across dimensions or galaxies or space or whatever it, whatever it is they've come to get here from light years away or other dimensions away or whatever it is that you know the alien people espouse and things i'm not you know i don't think we're alone in the universe but i've i've seen plenty of evidence of ufo i've seen no evidence that it's alien put it that way um but if you've got those technologies shouldn't you have the technology to be able to fly with the lights off you know so the only reason we're seeing them is they want to be seen that's my point i don't know why they'd want to be seen what their agenda is whoever's in there but yeah that's my thought on it. So in case you're thinking to some, you're tuning into some kind of pro-alien program, you're not, not necessarily alien either, but uh, anti, but yeah. We, we shall make of this what it is. I thought I'd just bring it to you. It's from NBC News. I think it was first reported by the Jerusalem Post, I think. That's where I first read parts of this. It reads, former Israeli space security chief says extraterrestrials exist and Trump knows about it. A galactic federation has been waiting for humans to reach a stage where we will all understand what space and spaceships are, Haim Eshed said. See, already that sounds like an episode of Star Trek, doesn't it? But who knows, is art imitating life or life imitating art? I suppose we'll probably... If this is the year for madness to occur, then... Um, I suppose that's the only thing we're missing, isn't it? A nice E.T. phone home situation. But everything else has gone uh, mental this year. So by Adela Suleiman and Paul Goldman, December the 8th. A former Israeli space security chief has sent eyebrows shooting heavenward by saying that Earthlings have been in contact with extraterrestrials from a galactic federation. The UFOs have... The, uh, the unidentified flying objects have asked not to publish that they are here. Humanity is not ready yet. Well, you fly all over these places always by air shows, don't you, and whatnot. You know, 
Do you know what I mean? If you want to perform all these aerial manoeuvres and whatnot, you've got a whole space to go to. I presume you can just nip off to Mars and do something. So, again, it just doesn't seem right to me. Hamish Ed, former head of Israeli's Defence Ministry's Space Directorate. So, someone who would, you know, he holds some credentials, doesn't he? But again, just because someone holds credentials doesn't mean that they're telling the truth because they may have another agenda. But he may be telling the truth completely. Who knows? I have no idea. Just thought I'd read it to you. Told Israelis Yediat Aboranot newspaper, I've probably butchered that name. The interview in Hebrew ran on Friday and gained traction after parts were published in English by the Jerusalem Post on Tuesday. That's where I first heard about it. A respected professor and retired general, Ashed said the aliens were equally curious about humanity and were seeking to understand the fabric of the universe. Well, I wouldn't suggest we've got the ideas to that, because we can't even go to your planet. So, yeah. Just <laughs> doesn't smell the pass test to me. That's pass the smell test, I should say. What did I say? Pass the... That doesn't matter. Eshed said cooperation agreements had been signed between species, including an underground base in the depth of Mars, where there are American astronauts and alien representatives. Right. Again, I'm not saying I believe this, but I'm also saying I have an open mind. I know governments are lying. I know they pump money into black op projects and it's the year 2020. Who knows what's going on now? I don't have a clue. I just thought I'd read the... Something makes a break from just our constant erosion of our civilities and being tied, lied to by various politicians when you quite clearly you know it's a lie and then I come on and do next week's show and it's like, oh yeah, it's been proven to be a lie now and still no one does anything about it. Oh, they've lied again. Oh, they've lied again. Oh, they've lied again. Esh Ed added that President Donald Trump was aware of extraterrestrials' existence and had been on the verge of revealing information but was asked not to in order to prevent mass hysteria. That's always the same thing, isn't it? The war of the world's answer. Everyone will go mad, the economy will shut down, people will stop believing in religion, stock markets will crash. Well, if ever there was a year to do it where it's all shut down anyway, uh, just <laughs> everything's shut down, everything's gone up to up the creek without a paddle, uh, just tell them the alien stuff now. I might as well just f flush it all down the toilet in one big go, eh? Hey, humanity. Ta-da. They have been waiting until today for humanity to develop a reach... They have been waiting until today for humanity to develop and reach a stage where we will understand in general what space and spaceships are, Eshed referring to the Galactic Federation. Well, what happened special on that day, then? Did they come out and do a big song and dance on... No, I don't know. The White House and Israeli officials did not immediately respond to NBC's news request for comment. Sue Goff, a spokesperson for the Pentagon, declined to comment. A spokesperson for NASA said one of the agency's key goals was the search for life in the universe, but it had yet to find signs of extraterrestrial life. I'll say this. It does annoy me when governments say, oh, all that alien stuff, it's nonsense, we're not commenting about it because there's no evidence or anything like that. And at the same time, they go, though that file on that UFO is classified for national security. Right. How can something... I mean, I get it how you could go, oh, 
that what thought was a UFO was um, was really a, a you know our, our new hacking program or something like that. We can't reveal that because it'll national security. But cases where it's quite clearly UFO pure, you know, flying saucer spotted by this, that, and the other flying across the air, and they go, "Well, that's for national security." You do have to wonder, you know, you can't say both things. You can't say it's all a nonsense and it's not because it's extremely important so pick one or the other that's my that's my gripe about what governments say to us but i've no doubt they lie to us about this about everything else but it's a question of what lie are they covering up is it all real or is it all some sort of massive disinformation program for some other agenda i have no idea but i will continue here although we have yet to find signs of extraterrestrial life didn't we cover that they found microbes on other Mars or something on previous episodes of this. I don't know. You lose track of it now, don't you? You think stuff like that, it used to mean something, didn't it? It used to be in Breaking Bad. Or they found, was it water on Mars and all that kind of stuff? Now I lose track of what's what they admit is up there. It's like this drip, drip feed of things. But anyway, that's not the first real public minister of like, oh, I didn't say he was a minister, high up someone in government that's done something before. There was the former head of the Defence for Canada, I believe his name was Paul Hellyer. I remember reading about that about five years ago or something like that. And he said something along... Well, he said something along the lines of aliens exist, but um, I can't remember his reasons for them covering it up or not coming public or anything like that. I can't remember. Absolutely. But yeah, if you want to read that for yourself, Paul Hellyer, I think. Hell, I-Y-E-R, I think. But uh, yeah, Canadian Defence uh, Cabinet Minister, pretty high up in government, I think, uh, or at least he was at the time. Um, so go and read that for yourself. See what here it is. Here's another one from the Independent. While we're on the, you know, the 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 ex Farley type stuff, I shall bring up an article from the Independent. This is what I was talking about: microbes and other such things being found. So this is an article from the Independent. Building block of organic material. Building block of organic molecules found in meteorite, marking major breakthrough in understanding the chemistry of life. So scientists found a key block of organic molecules in a meteorite, representing a major step in our understanding of the origins of life. So theories had long suggested that organic compounds could form in extraterrestrial environments, but now researchers have directly observed a key organic molecule that could be then used to build other organic molecules, including those that are used to form life. So we found the building blocks on a meteorite, which is clearly be in space. So there we go. We've got the building. Is there life in outer space? We don't know yet, but we found the building blocks of the molecules in outer space. And that was in the same week, I think. Let me get a date for you. That was only four days ago by Andrew Griffin from The Independent. So there's a couple of weird articles to be shoved out within a couple of days of each other. And I've seen more of stuff like that about other things coming out from Mars and everything. So who knows at this point what's what's going on. It's the year 2020. The madness. The madness year. Let's bring on our next article now. And while it's loading, this article here is from the Telegraph, and it says, Exclusive, more than 10,000 patients caught COVID-19 while being treated in hospital. 
use our postcode tool to find out how many patients caught COVID-19 inside your nearest NHS hospital trust. This is by the investigations team on the 9th of December. And again, you can read that it's behind their paywall. And we've now reached the point of all the preloads uh, being gone through here. So please bear with me while I bring up our next article. I think this is another one from NBC. And if you remember, I've made predictions on this podcast before that the future for Facebook is not as going to be as bleak. Uh, it's not as going to be as rosy as its past. Competition, censorship, um, and whenever you do that, you're going to lose people organically. But you're also going to get the ire of regulators who at least if they're awake at the wheel should be doing their job and Facebook certainly has had far too much of a monopoly it's because it went from nothing into something that you know a huge part of people's lives with um, a great deal of effective influence and other such things so here's an article looking for what I think will be a thing of the future it might not happen all the way straight away but these are all going to be steps moving in that direction. This is by David Ingram, 9th of December, and the headline reads, Federal Trade Commission calls for breakup of Facebook. The FTC's suit asks a federal court to force the sell-off of assets such as Instagram and WhatsApp. But yes, I forgot about those. It's not just Facebook that it owns, and but it's massive covering there, but uh, Instagram and WhatsApp as well. So there, uh, yeah, there comes a point, doesn't there, where you start... Uh, monopolies and other such things it's in the interest of these things to be broken up but sometimes it's broken up into just you know nudge nudge wink wink oh yeah it's a separate company um but oh yeah he comes around my house for christmas dinner their ceo my ceo i kind of tell him what to do he really respects me kind of arrangement but who knows i'm not saying that's what's going to happen but you always got to be careful these golden handshakes these corporations these buddies these people that go to bilderberg don't they if you don't know what that is definitely go and look at the bilderberg group You'll see numerous documentaries on who they are. I do believe Zuckerberg has met with those people. Perhaps not at there. I don't know. I can't remember now. But certainly pally pally with those that do. The Federal Trade Commission sued to break up Facebook on Wednesday, asking a federal court to force the sale of assets such as Instagram and WhatsApp as independent businesses. We'll see how independent they are. Because, of course, at the moment, there are a lot of the tech companies that are said to be independent they ban people on the same day, don't they? But there's numerous cases of that, of where they've gone. Right, we'll take a multi-platform and de-platform all on the same day. Well, they're all separate companies, aren't they? Independent businesses, you would say. So would it make a difference? We shall see. But I definitely see more and more people moving over to other platforms for sure. I know that I've uh, done that and I'm equally invested now in posting on Parler as I am on Facebook. I try to duplicate everything there. Facebook has maintained its monopoly position by buying up companies that present competitive threats and by imposing restrictive policies that unjustifiably hinder actual or potential rivals that Facebook does not or cannot acquire, the Commission said in the lawsuit filed in federal court in Washington, D.C. I'll also add that this is probably just the beginning. Excuse me, I'll take a sip of water here. This is probably just the beginning of their problems because I think they're going to come into problems with their censorship as well not to mention people leaving and the effects of advertising revenues and other such things. So it's going to be an interesting few years for Facebook, as I've mentioned on this podcast before. I think that's going to be something that we're 
going to be seeing here. Our next article here tonight will be about that monolith thing. Yep, we're back on the weird show themes today. This is from the BBC. Isle of Wight monolith. Magical structure appears on the beach. The unusual mirrored structure was discovered on the Isle of Wight, an island off the south coast of England. Blah, 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 blah. A monolith has mysteriously appeared in Britain just days after similar ones are spotted in the US and Romania. No idea what this is, but I can give you my top two theories in a, you know, X amount of time. It's going to be revealed that it's a new advert for some sort of corporation or something. I don't know. And, to, you know, it'd be a great publicity stunt, to be fair. I mean, it's, you know, I'm reading it out on this show, aren't I? So and it's been all over the world. My second guess would be Practical Joke. Worldwide Practical Joke. Could you, you know, everyone's at home on their internet and they've, you know, certain people, a certain group have come up with the idea. They got a bit bored. I tell you what, yeah, it'd be great if you did it in this country and then we did it in this country and it's be like the, one of the world's first shared internet jokes in it you have all the ice bucket challenge going viral and everything like that well what if you had a, a a group of five mates or something like that and they all met at some university and and it was an international university and one was in one country and one was the other and they all got they've all stayed in contact and they've gone oh guys i'm really bored why don't we do this i don't know that would be my second guess so advert or practical joke would be my top two guesses there on the top explanation of the whole monolith thing while I'm loading up the next article I'll just read this one out for you here this is from Sky News Friday the 4th of December Bank of England told to find out where missing 50 billion in cash is stashed the bank estimates that up to 24% of issued notes are used or held for cash transactions which leaves 50 billion unaccounted for. They've actually spelt it laves. What's happened? I'm surprised that every now and then there are quite a few typos, but I don't usually have too many in the one show. What's going on with British journalism? Definitely says laves. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe someone can email me at beyondthenews at protonmail.com and say, oh no, it's a special thing. When you're talking about money, the word actually is laves. It's you that's ignorant, Jim. I'm always open-minded to getting an email like that and checking it out. Or it could just be a typo. An investigation to find where around 50 billion of missing banknotes have been stashed should be launched. A committee monitoring the effectiveness of public spending has said. The Public Accounts Committee said the Bank of England needs to get a better handle on the national currency it controls. It said authorities have been behind the curve in ensuring access to cash for consumers and businesses and are failing to understand or act on the hardships and the dangers of hardship if the UK continues moving towards a cashless society. So good for them. You don't want a cashless society for a variety of reasons. Do you remember a few podcasts ago where we read out about Hancock going, oh, nothing's been done about the study of vitamin D. And then I think it was on the next podcast where it comes up and um, it, someone had gone, uh, no, actually, there hasn't been a study on that. And, you, you know, someone's obviously decided to go, well, he's lying and we can prove he's lying and we can prove it pretty easily. And again, nothing was done about it. I've covered that on the podcast before. Well, here's one that's come on 
I'd love to see someone question Matt Hancock about this one because it's from the NHS's own website. Get vitamin D supplements. Use this service to get free daily vitamin D supplements if you're at high risk, clinically extremely vulnerable from coronavirus COVID-19. During autumn and winter, everyone is advised to take vitamin D to keep their bones and muscles healthy and to support their general health. This is particularly important if you've been indoors over the spring and summer as you may not have been getting enough vitamin D from sunlight. You can use this service. Uh, you can use this service if all of these apply. You have received a letter from the NHS or the Department of Health and Social Care saying that you are at high risk from coronavirus. You're aged 18 and over and you live in England. So yeah, just making the listeners aware of that one. Be interested to see what Mr. Hancock... Oh, no, there hasn't been a study done to show it's effective. Oh, yeah, I've been caught out saying that we never ordered a study, but uh, we're giving it away for free now. I mean, uh, makes you make sure have faith in all the man's doing, doesn't it, really? Got another one from the weirdnesses of outer space, just quickly. Hayabusa 2 Japanese spacecraft returns to Earth carrying pieces of distant asteroid... And this is from The Independent. And it reads, Samples taken by Japan. Japan's Hayabusa 2 spacecraft of a distant asteroid have arrived back on Earth, the country's space agency has said. Uh, probably one of the few things on Earth not in lockdown. It is the first time that a spacecraft has carried subsurface samples of an asteroid back to Earth and brings an end to a pioneering six-year round trip. Scientists hope the pieces of the asteroid Ryugu can help us learn about the origins of our solar system and of life itself. Next article from The Hill. If all the Marvel stuff has been enough for you to marvel at, well, get this one from the 3rd of December. I'm assuming it's that rather than the 12th of the 3rd. But it's, an, it's for the Hill, it's an American source, and they do their dates differently to the UK. So it reads 12-03. So I'm assuming it's 3rd of December. But um, Oh yeah, they've got one down here. That's good. Right. Pfizer chairman Alberta Bowler told Dateline host Lester Holt that the pharmaceutical company was not certain if the vaccine prevented the coronavirus from being transmitted, saying this is something that needs to be examined. So... Not sure about its effects on fertility. Not sure if it stops someone transmitting the virus. Um, you go ahead and take it if you want, though. I, you know, it's all a matter of personal choice. Oh, yeah, that's the headline. Pfizer chairman, we're not sure if someone can transmit virus after vaccination. So I think he's trying to say that it might protect you, but you know, you might still be able to give it to others. I don't know doesn't sound like they do. Who knows at this point, really? In a primetime special titled Race for a Vaccine, set to air on Thursday, Holt questioned Berla and other individuals involved in the development and distribution of the medicine. In November, Pfizer announced that its vaccine candidate had been shown to be more than 90% effective at preventing COVID-19 and has applied for emergency use authorisation from Food and Drug Administration. The UK became the first country to approve Pfizer's vaccine this week, with the first round of immunisation expected to roll out next week. So yeah, that looks like the 3rd of December to me. 
and please bear with me while I load our next couple of articles up. They will be both from the Telegraph here this evening and while you're listening, thank you for listening. The numbers for November have come in, we're reaching 25,000 a month on Bexhill now. Big thank you to all of those that listen. The Spotify podcasts continue to get more downloads week after week. Thank you very much. Getting more and more likes to the Facebook page beyond the news and also more follows on Parler as well. So a big, big thank you for, for those. Exclusive coronavirus won't set you, sorry, coronavirus vaccine won't free you from self-isolation, says government. Self-isolation, actually, says government. The jabs provide COVID-19 immunity, but scientists are yet to prove this prevents recipients from carrying and spreading the virus. So again, that's 3rd of December. That sort of backs up that article that the last guy was just saying. Here's another one coming up on our latest favourite politician here. One of honest Matt Hancock. That's I think well I think what we call him on this show. I think in the past I've called him Hair Gruber, haven't I? Because that's what he he looks like the hello hello character from there. But yeah, nice little honest Matt Hancock. This is the fourth of December. Do you remember he cried about losing a relative about COVID in the House of Parliament? Well, Matt Hancock's step grandfather, as he described him who died of COVID-19, was his stepfather's ex-wife's second husband. That's the actual headline from The Telegraph. I, I really am reading that word for word. I'll just say that again for you. Matt Hancock's step-grandfather, who died of COVID-19, was his stepfather's ex-wife's second husband. I suppose, you know, you can always be close to people, can't you? Um, no matter what their titles are and everything like that. But just just go back and listen to some of the previous podcasts I've done on Beyond the News, and you can see what I think of Hancock and why because it's not personality driven it's all the amount of times this man comes up with articles that more or less are implying or suggesting or outright stating that he's telling porcupines there's been quite a few of them I've been reading out so yeah go and read that for yourself staying with the telegraph as well so it's third time in a row with the telegraph now Britons to get vaccine stamps in their passports before overseas travel. The inoculations would allow tourists to avoid being held up at borders if the international travel industry starts to pick up. This is by Christopher Hope, Chief Political Correspondent, and Nicola Smith, Asia Correspondent, and it was dated the 28th of November. Do feel free to read them for yourselves. I won't be reading past the... uh, subscription paywall on the telegraph there but always be wary of just reading the headlines in themselves but i think a lot of those telegraph headlines that i've just read out do tend to speak for themselves in my opinion but who knows without reading the full article that's why it's so important to not just listen to what i say but to go and do the research for yourself make up your own mind ah staying with my favorite politician this is from the mail Matt Hancock announces COVID testing for secondary schools in worst affected London boroughs. And regular audiences will know I always have the joy of the Daily Mail reloading uh, things up. This doesn't look like it's going to load at all, which is interesting. The other one I've simultaneously loaded up has been fine. But anyway, that will have to be it from the mail there. I'll just say it again. Matt Hancock announces mass COVID testing for secondary schools in worst affected London boroughs. 
So go and try and load that one for yourself. The links are on the Beyond the News and Parlour Facebook pages. I'm just going to load up another one while I read you the next one. The system goes when the system when one goes, it all goes. And oh, it's now it's just really deciding to get on my nerves. Thank you for that. Thank you so much. Let's see if I can. Oh, this one is another one. Oh, it's decided to load. Hey, hey, there we go. This is the Daily Mail one that I've just decided to read out. Number 10 to deploy rapid lateral flow tests, which give result in half an hour to secondary schools immediately. Again, what cycle of the test are they using? Uh, if it's the PCR test, and if not, what's the accuracy of this other test? Because the others have just been ridiculous. Uh, so many scientists now have spoken out about them, and courts and judges. So, yeah, that's where I am with the tests now. Crap in, crap out. There you go. They'll go to schools in seven worst-hit London boroughs, including Havering and Barkham and Dagenham. Schools in Essex and Kent will be involved in scheme amid concerns youngsters driving epidemics there. Again, is it an epidemic or is it an epidemic of false positives in the cases? We really don't know at this point. I tend to go with whatever Matt Hancock says and then take the opposite as the truth generally. That's my default position. Mass coronavirus testing will be rolled out in secondary schools in the worst-hit boroughs of London. Amid fears, teenagers are fueling the latest surge of infections in the capital, Health Secretary Matt Hancock announced tonight. Wonderful. Next article. I think I've talked about it before, but I may not have done. I can't remember now. But uh, yeah, Japan birth rate is falling and the whole dating scene in Japan has been, from what I can see, I've never been there in my life, uh, been falling really badly as um, well, couples just don't seem to be getting together. And they've, uh, what's it called, the herbivore man, I do believe, going from the top of my head. Uh, Japan's herbivore man, go and look him up. This has been a, um, um, a social occurrence happening for the last 10 years. They call them herbivore man in Japan. They just don't really seem to have much get up and go about them from what I can gather. That's the description of herbivore man. But they seem perfectly content to just um, go about their lives quietly. They're not harming anyone. It's their right to, if they want to go and keep their interactions, sociabilities to a, um, a minimum. Who are, you know, that's their life. That's what they want to do. But I've been aware of this situation for years. And then there's a there's a saying for the women as well, but I can't remember what it is. And from what I remember, it doesn't translate um, very flatteringly. It's one of those lost in translation things. It's something al along fish woman or something. Anyway, I, I have much respect for the Japanese, their culture. Every Japanese person I've ever met has been a, a lovely, lovely person. I'm not uh, making fun in any way. I just think I'm just going from memory here that, that it's something to do with that, that. That's the name of the women. But I'm pretty certain the men are called herbivore men. That's how it translates there. But this is when you get that sort of situation and it's not got fixed, it's got worse. These are the kinds of things that I always expected to be sort of, you know, rolled out by the state. Because, of course, if your population drops, um, it has a massive effect on pensions and the economy and all that kind of stuff. So this is an article from the BBC. Japan to fund AI matchmaking to boost birth rate. This is three days old, this article. Japan plans to boost its tumbling birth rate by funding artificial intelligence matchmaking schemes 
to help residents find love. From next year, it will subsidise local governments already running or starting projects that use AI to pair people up. Yeah, this has been something they've been aware of for a while. So it looks like it's going national now. Last year, the number of babies born in Japan fell below 865,000, a record low. The fast-growing nation has long been searching for ways to reverse one of the world's lowest fertility rates. Boosting the use of AI tech is one of its latest efforts. And then you can see articles to jaw-dropping world fertility rate crash expected. Japanese women at crossroads. These are other articles from the BBC from years on by. Next year, the government plans to allocate local authorities 2 billion yen, that's $19 million, to boost the birth rate, reported AFP News Agency. I mean, I'm completely unscientific, but I wonder if you, you know, what happened? What would, how could I put this? What would happen if you got like a, you know, obviously setting COVID aside, I'm just talking theoretically here. What would happen if you got um, all the men aged 20 to 30 in the, in one sort of um, room along with all the women aged 20 to 30 in another room and you spent that 19 million on a free bar that would kick it off wouldn't it that would do a job we'll see if the AI is a much better way of bringing people together than my big um, gathering idea but there you go. I reckon that would do it. You know, if you had a big enough venue, and then you you made it, you made it. You wouldn't let them all sit like some old school high school disco or something like that, with all the boys on one side and the women on the other. Yeah, we could do like one massive speed dating event or something like that. But do still keep some element of a of a free bar going. I think that would be essential to loosen people up. I think, especially in Japan, they're so so well behaved, aren't they? In Japan, such wonderful such wonderful um, citizens to their to their states uh, oh <laughs> in case you haven't think we've visited the Twilight Zone enough here tonight no it's not about aliens but it's uh, about yeah where do I go with this this is from the Telegraph again it's also it'll only be the opening lines but I think in this particular case that would be a good thing this is by uh, the 10th of December by Ben Farmer. Chinese cabin crew told to wear nappies and avoid the lavatory for COVID-19 safety. New Chinese civil aviation guidelines list 38 pages of measures to help stop the spread of the coronavirus on flights because crapping in your pants will keep you safe. Oh my word. It was, uh, do you ever get the feeling that this is like some sort of science experiment slash practical joke uh you know what what ridiculous things can governments or corporations in this case hand down to you to make you feel like you'll be able to fight covid yeah wear a nappy um yeah you can go and read that for one for yourself and staying with the chinese theme here we're going to be talking about a possible chinese spy good you know, again, something out of a Marvel film or perhaps a James Bond novel here. This article is from the New York Post. And if I remember rightly, then uh, I'm going to, while that's loading, I'm going to try and think. I 
about loading our next article as well, which will be from the independent. Go and try and multitask. We'll see how well that goes here. I'm just getting rid of the... I had to keep a straight face with the, the Chinese ones where it's, you know, crap and a nappy and serve the customers. It's just... Yeah. You know, what a bizarre... Yeah, you make that what you will here. Suspected Chinese spy reportedly slept with courted U.S. officials to gain intel. This is by Mark Moore on the 8th of December. And uh, I think if you scroll down there, um, it shows pictures of her. And um, yeah, I can. I, I don't mean any sexism or any misogyny here when I make the following statement that I could see why they've chose her. Yeah, I'll just leave it there. <laughs> so she was a Chinese Matahari, and that was a famous spy. I can't remember whether it was World War One or World War Two. Now the famous. Matahari that um, would always get secrets out of people with pillow talk, who allegedly slept with at least two Midwestern mayors while cozying up to a slew of polls across the country. It says P-O-L-S there. I assume they mean politicians, not not uh, that isn't some sort of slang for Polish people or something. I honestly don't know. It just says P-O-L-S. I don't know what that means. Eh? Across the country in a bid to infiltrate the US political system. Did I mention this was from the New York Post on the 8th of December? Fetching accused Chinese government spy Fang Fang. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. A.K.A. Christine Fang. Or was that her code name, Fang Fang? Doesn't necessarily spring to mind of what you'd want to encounter in the bedroom. Was it Fang Fang? A.K.A. Christine Fang entered the U.S. through California as a college student in 2011 and spent the next four years wooing everyone from local politicos, maybe that's what they mean by polls, to U.S. congressmen, said the website Axios, citing current and former U.S. intelligence officials. Among the polls who Fang got close to was California Democratic Re Representative Eric Swalwell, and she also helped raise funds for... Uh, Representative Tulsi Gabbard, uh, Democrat. I really like her. She's um, she. I like a lot of what Tulsi does. I assume she uh, that was. I don't know. Who knows? She was on a mission. A U.S. counterintelligence official said of Fang, and it included plenty of seduction before the feds got wind of her antics, and she vanished in 2015. The idea was for Fang to maneuver herself into key government circles. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is a family show. I, I I read the headlines, but I don't read the articles themselves. And um, where my mind's gone, I'm certain the article, uh, the person that wrote that must have known what they were saying there. The idea was for Fang to manoeuvre herself into key government circles. <laughs> we'll just leave that there. I won't even take that bait. And sometimes politicians' beds to gain personal information about them while ingratiating herself with unwitting potential up-and-coming heavy hitters, intelligence sources told Axios. US officials know of at least two mayors who had romantic relationships with Fang, likely now in her late 30s or early 40s, for about three years, the site said. The accused spy had sex with an Ohio mayor in a car, an incident caught on FBI electronic surveillance, an intelligence official said, oh, so a bit too keen. Should have waited till they got home. That must have been how it set her off. 
I don't know. Did that set off the inquiry, or did, I don't know? I, I'm go. I'm really. There's so many thoughts that I would have to say, but this is a family show. I'm not going to say them. Just going to stick to the news here. The mayor asked Fang at one point why she was into him, and she allegedly replied that she needed to improve her English. And when she says why she was into him, I'm certain that has something to do with manoeuvring herself into key government circles. That's it. That's as far as I'm going to go here on Bexhill Radio. Another US mayor described as older and from an obscure city in the Midwest called Fang his girlfriend at a conference in Washington, D.C. in 2014. Former Cupertino, California Mayor Gilbert Wong told Axios. Wong, who was present at the gathering at the time, said the besotted mayor insisted the pair's relationship was the real deal despite their age difference. So, yeah. I... <laughs> Yeah, I've been I've enjoyed this podcast here tonight. I'm going to do my best not to overrun this time. I've been very relaxed about this one. Tried to have a few more humorous ones, mainly because I was um, had such a nice night out last night. Nice and uh, full stomach eating at Charlie Brown's restaurant in Seaside Eastbourne. There are many fantastic restaurants in Eastbourne, but that one is my favourite. Do go and please support local small businesses. It's the one on the road where uh, TJ Hughes used to be um, and it's got a lot of small businesses down there and um, a lot of different um, small businesses from people from different countries and stuff I love it when people come to England uh, perfectly legally do things right the right way through the system they open up their small business they start contributing to the local economy and we start exchanging cultures and ideas and it's not just that when you go in products and when you go in there and you talk to people about products, you go, well, how was this made? And they say, oh, well, this, and you'd never think of, of being able to do this. So it's like an exchange of ideas and cultures. I, I love that street down there, and I love that. I love how they, the, the different communities still exist down there, of uh, the different um, peoples and nations and stuff, all supporting their own local communities and, and also supporting each other's. And like I said, that differences of ideas and all that kind of stuff. I like that. And Charlie Brown's, of course, famous for its large portions there of, Done, you know, I've been to some top hotels and the, the food is delicious and it, but it comes out on a, on a the main course comes out and it's very nice but you're looking at it thinking surely this is just a starter there's not much to it not so where I ate last night and um, please you know it's more important to support small businesses than ever before whatever they are because small businesses you don't just learn the skill that you're doing you learn a different other skill set so you have to learn a bit of accountancy you have to learn a bit of public relations you have to learn a bit of marketing uh, you know apart from whatever it is you sell you have to learn so many skills and wear so many different hats so i think uh, running small businesses and you have to learn to communicate with people compromise keep your emotions under control most of the time anyway so i think small businesses are a really important part of not just britain but every country and we should be supporting them now more than ever and that's why i'm very grateful that you're listening to Bexhill online please continue to support any of their sponsors that they have and I'm going to do it I'm finally going to do it I'm not going to overrun I'm going to leave this at 59 minutes do check out our Facebook page and our parlor page beyond the news parlor is no spaces you can email us at beyond the news and also do if you're um if you're able to go and check out if you're a subscriber to iconic then check out the Apocalypse TV show that I'm in on that one behind the paywall. Really enjoying filming that and going to be 
doing a lot more with those guys. They're great fun to work with, as are Bexhill. That's it. Thank you so much for listening to this 22nd episode of Beyond the News here on the 11th of December. Have a great week and see you next week.